Once again, 60 degrees in Kalamazoo at WKZO. Good Saturday morning and welcome to Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral Garden Center right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Of course, we have the phone lines open for you. 382-4280-1877-382-4280. And joining us in the studio is your host, Andy Waddell. Hey, good morning, Tim. Good morning. Man, nice day. It is. <laughs> oh. Temperature at 60, dew points in the low 50s. Beautiful day outside. Uh huh. Yeah. Better take advantage of it today. That's right. Get the bike out today, maybe, Tim. Absolutely. (laughs) Or maybe you need to get your shovel out. Oh, sure. (laughs) First things first. That's right. That's right. Well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming in. And uh, of course, uh, the lines are open for those folks Mm -hmm. who do have comments or questions, but we always start by putting our hands into that dirt with some <laughs> timely tips. You bet. you bet. And thank you, everybody. And thanks for joining us. And uh, Tim, I want to start out by saying hello, but uh, a, a hot week this week, wasn't it? Oh. Uh, some hot days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you know, Johnny, it was so hot. I seen a chicken lay an omelet. Oh, but <laughs> Johnny it was so hot. The cows were producing evaporated milk. Oh, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> wow. But, uh, you know what? On Friday, the heat broke. A cool breeze came through. The windows were able to be opened. Friday morning, the the air conditioner possibly got turned off. And fresh air was going through the house. And it turned out to be a great day. Well, this morning is stellar. And thank you, God, for beautiful, cool morning. And just uh, watching the beautiful sunrise coming up. As I was gathering my notes, Tim, I also want to say I was watching an amazing crop duster Mm. work in the fields across the street with precise accuracy, dropping his plane right in between houses and taking care of um, precise um, dropping right there in between the homes and uh, making sure everybody was safe and uh, um, probably putting on an insect control on corn and what's that's going to be doing? Feeding America's livestock. Because, you know, everything goes good with bacon. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, BLTs the other night, uh, one of the managers was just having a tea, just a <laughs> tomato sandwich. It looks pretty pretty darn good. It, um, so with a little break in the weather, every gardener and homeowner just wants to take advantage of every opportunity. So let's get our honeydew list going. So how's your harvest? Looking good? Or is it looking good from a distance? Is it looking good to you pick it? Picking broccoli this week, the wife found uh, our hard work had produced beautiful broccoli florets or little heads, and the um, more than likely the cabbage borer got into a lot of that. Also, getting into some of the new heads of the cabbage too, um, really ready for picking. So keep up on your controls. Use triple action made by Fertilome or Takedown. Both are safe to use around vegetable 24 to 48 hours before harvest. Or use uh, high-yield vegetable and ornamental insect control granulars. It actually, uh, a little bottle will cover up to about 800 square feet. Um, It's surface and subsurface insects, and it'll start killing in 24 hours if you're having problems or issues. Sometimes you can tell the difference between an insect damage and rabbit damage. The little furry animals are everywhere lately, so watch that at the same time. 
there's easy way to controls. There's natural uh, um, uh, predator urines that will discourage. There is traps that can be taken care of. And the little furry, nice little <coughs> rabbit can uh -huh. be, you know, maybe let out in the wild just trying to be nice at the same time. But, uh, man, it's really hard when you come in. You find the, a lot of the plants is mowed right over. Uh, in the mornings, we'll come into Waddell's a lot of times, and they'll scatter as they're driving. We're driving down the back road. So tomatoes, lots of foliage. Hmm, maybe a lot of fruit or just having a good crop of foliage. Let's take a look and make sure cleaning some of that foliage out and allowing some of that sunlight to get into the tomato itself. Um, sometimes having a good crop, you can definitely have also blossom end rot on the tomatoes that are forming. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot of times it is a result of um, air not passing through the plant good enough and spraying with um, Fertilome Yield Booster to help stop and prevent this from happening. And at the same time, having a good fruit harvest on the tomatoes. That's that's the whole idea. Is okay. So we, can, uh, we got a caller right away. Oh, we sure do. And, of course, if you have a comment or question for Andy this morning, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. You could also text that comment or question to 80373. Let's first say good morning to Ann. You're on WKZO. Hey, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. How can uh, I be of help? Uh, I have two questions, actually. Mm -hmm. The first is, um, is it too late to prune boxwood? It is not. I would do it soon, and, and the reason is um, we want the new growth, because you're going to prune, and automatically, just like a haircut, it'll start growing again. But we want that new foliage to be able to harden off, and so you still have time, and if it can harden off, then it won't burn in the winter. So Okay. Okay. What is my window approximately? I would say I'd stop probably fifteenth uh, of August, twentieth August. Uh, okay. I, I I would try to get it done here in the next couple of weeks for sure, because uh, there's going to be a window where we're going to tell everybody to hold off on pruning here coming up very soon. Thank you. Uh, second question is a little more complicated, and you may want to divert me to just coming in to uh, Waddell's and asking this question. I have a sloping bank along my driveway that I would like to plant to wildflowers. Mm -hmm. What are the basics uh, in preparation for doing that? So a lot of times um, when you see a wildflower package, you'll look at these beautiful pictures of flowers on the on the front of the package. That is very misleading because most time uh, wildflowers take three years to really mature. So I would say kill off what is there. Maybe you can intersperse then annual rye to make your cover crop at the same time as the wildflower seed is sown. Myself, ma'am, I would not seed right now, but get it ready so that that area could then be seen, uh, sown this fall or early next spring. Okay. I, I myself, ma'am, would cover it with straw. Just getting that wildflower mix. Remember, wildflowers do this. First year they sleep. Second year they creep. Third year you reap. And so it takes a couple seasons so that annual rye will actually provide some nitrogen, give you a little shade for the wildflower seed to come on. And uh, that's kind of how I would go about it. 
the plant myself, if you can get that bank um, going, sometimes killing it out and leaving the roots of what was there might establish itself so it doesn't, we didn't, wouldn't have a bank run or a, you know, a good washout this fall. Sure, sure. Okay, thank you, Randy. Appreciate your help. You bet. Stop in, and there's different varieties of wildflower mix. There's even, uh, we just sown one at a job site that is deer, not proof, but deer resistant because there are some varieties they absolutely love and they'll mow down as they get growing. Yes, yes, I know that. Yes, I'll stop by. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, Ann. Bye-bye. All right, appreciate the call. And uh, up next, let's say good morning to Mary. You're on WKZO. Hey, Mary, good morning. How can I help? Good morning. Well, I've got zucchini plants that we've been um, harvesting off of and getting quite a few zucchinis, but then I noticed that um, the plants look like they've got that vine bore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do I do? And can you, the way you can tell it right away rather than a fungus is cut into one of the branches and slice down and slice sideways. That bore will right be in the stem itself. And I did find one. You got it. So as just what we were just talking about a few minutes ago, the um, uh, high yield, Vegetable insect control granulars can be put around the base of that, but we need something to take care of them right now. And so either the um, takedown or that triple action would be safe on established zucchini plants and still be okay as long as you're spraying below 72 degrees. And what about using seven, like powdered yep. seven? I I like um, seven is a very... It can be very generic, and so if you have seven, please use it. Go ahead, but then you might find that the plant or the bug builds resistance, and that's why sometimes I remember George used to say, go ahead and have two and do them opposite. So every seven to ten days you could switch. Now I put in a second planting, and and those seem to be coming along and getting blossoms. Can something be used as a preventive Mm -hmm. then? one of those products that you said? You bet. That triple action would be, a, again, because that's a uh, miticide, an insecticide, and a fungicide all at once, and it's a preventative, and so if you can get that on before that, so you're still a few weeks away from harvest on those? Correct. Oh, nice. Nice, yeah. So second crop would be nice to protect now instead of having that boar come on. And did you say that was a liquid or a granule? The granular is what you'd put around the base of it, and that's High-yield, vegetable and ornamental insect control. Okay. Okay, the spray is the triple action, and that is what you would apply right to the stem itself or to the plant itself. Okay. Okay, and then the the plants that have that vine bore, I should pull those out and destroy those, right? I probably would. If you have a lot of it and you're seeing wilt and half the plant or more is gone, I would say eradicate. Yep, I would, unfortunately. And you don't want them to spread to the other ones. No, exactly. For sure. All your hard work go to waste. Yeah, it's just like having a mon- bunch of squash and one of them has that, um, you know, downy mildew. You just you just pull it out just to make sure. So. Right. Thank you so much. Mary, um, have you already uh, cooked up some of that zucchini? Oh, I love fried zucchini. So, Mary, well, have a good am day. I'm cooking it up, but I'm sharing it with the neighbors. Oh, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Thank you. Bye. Right. Thank you very much for the call, Mary. We'll join up with Linda in a moment and you as well. 382 4280 1877 382 4280. We will be right back. 
It's time to get social. Facebook. I use it for just about everything. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at WKZO Radio. There's a type of abuse going on you may not be aware of. This abuse may be happening in your neighbor's house or worse yet, your own. It's plant abuse. Be proactive and stop plant abuse in its tracks by getting the advice and products they need from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Plants feel loved when you give them a summer feeding. Your annual flowers in pots and perennials in garden beds will need Fertilome Premium Bedding Plant Food, which will last about 30 days during the growing season. House plants could use a feeding of easy-to-use Schultz Plant Food Plus. Just seven drops makes a whole quart of quality house plant food. Even your grass would appreciate some TLC. Fertilome Lawn Food Plus Iron is the perfect meal for summer-stressed lawns. How else can you prevent plant abuse? Watch them carefully for evidence of insects or disease. If you have questions, you could always bring in some leaves or soil from an affected plant or area to get expert advice from the plant doctors at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. You can shop anytime at waddells.com. News Radio 590, 106.9 FM, WKZO. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, 382-4280, 1-877-382-4280 those comments and questions. Or you could text to 80373. Once again, your host, Andy Waddell. And if it's okay with you, we'll head right back to the phone. You bet. And join up and say good morning to Linda. You're on WKZO. Hey, morning, Linda. How are you? I'm good, Mr. Waddell. Good Morning to you, too. Yeah, how I can I be of help? <clears throat> I have two questions for you. I bought a cherry, uh, willow cherry tree, and it's a small one that we bought, and we planted it, and its leaves are turning yellow. Okay. And they're saying, and it also has some bug infestation, so I've been spraying it with that triple action. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if I could have made the soil too rich for it or too heavy. Okay. I have some black dirt that I use, and I have compost, um, a huge compost heap that I've been taking from and mixing it with the dirt and putting it around the tree. Okay. I can't, not sure why that uh, leaves are dropping and turning yellow. No problem. So, f- first of all, um, so it's a weeping cherry, it kind of cascades down to the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so, probably, and do you feel that compost that you put in was aged? It wasn't fresh oh, yeah. or hot. No, yeah. no, it was aged. By no means that you made it too rich, by no means. So here's a couple things to look for in why leaves are dropping. Either uh, you have a nice mulch line around it. Did the plant get uh, grass mm-hmm. growing right up to it, or you have a nice mulch line around the plant? Yes, I do. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, Linda, by chance, just by chance, was it planted at the same soil level? Sometimes, okay, all right, and so sometimes a little bit of soil might go a long ways by putting too much on top, and so maybe digging around the trunk just to make sure that Mm -hmm. the soil combination with the mulch is not up on the stem. Sometimes just a little bit of kindness goes a long ways uh, and a little too much soil on top of that root mass. Number three, maybe... We've had extremes. We had a lot of drought here about a month, month ago. And then we've had a lot of the opposite here the last months. We've had a lot of rain. So you have a a combination of drought that started that, eh, you know, suppression or a little bit of a slowdown on that plant. 
and then all of a sudden it got really wet, and so possibly some of that could be fungus. So it could be very okay. easily then putting triple action on when it's hot. Sometimes we'll have maybe sometimes some leaf scorch. So my thoughts, Linda, on the cherry, bring in a sample the next time. Don't make a special effort. Cherry, weeping mm -hmm. cherry, is really strong. It should be okay if you're going to be uh, um, taking care of it. But drop some leaves in a bag and and bring them in on the same day instead of trying to leave them in the car. And we could take a look at them for sure just to make sure we're um, – look at the buds. On the tips of the plant, um, mm -hmm. on the ends of the branches, there should be either new growth or starting to form little tip growth for the uh, for the next season. So that would be a good sign if you can take your finger and kind of examine the ends of the um, branches. You could possibly see if there's good growth even if there's yellowing leaves. Okay. And then my other question is, is I also bought a mini hydrangea, mm -hmm. and we planted that when it was cool weather, and um, I noticed I don't have it, like, a little bit of dirt covering over the top of it, mm -hmm. of where the plant was, and that's at level two, because I used a, a leveler and everything to make sure I was right. Okay. But that's, it's just dropping its leaves, and I'm not sure why it's dropping its leaves. That's all right. Could be the shock <clears throat> of planting. For sure. And so here's some of the ideas about planting. Instead of sometimes pulling it straight out of the pot and sticking in the ground, and I'm just mm -hmm. asking, was the tree, was the uh, plant roots massaged so the roots are softened so you know when it gets out of the pot and gets into the ground, it'll start absorbing water right away. Number no. two, hydrangeas love, think of the word hydrangea or hydro. Okay. At Waddell's, we probably water those hydrangeas every day to make mm -hmm. sure they are moist. And they will, <clears throat> Linda, they'll talk to you. Um, they will okay. say when they wilt and they drop, there is probably not a bug or disease that's hitting them other than lack of water. So what I might okay. do with, with a person I was talking to at Waddell's this week is I just call it the hand method or the finger method. Take your hand or your palm and push it down the ground before you water around that hydrangea. Mm -hmm. What okay. am I bringing up? Am I bringing up soup? Am I bringing up nice moist dirt? Or am I bringing up bone dry? And so that okay. might tell you right away. And if the plant roots are exposed, they love the roots. Uh, I always talk about hydrangeas with companion plants, putting uh, plants around it to keep the roots cool for sure. And so you might even want to reset that hydrangea with more soil around that a root ball just to make sure she's covered. Cedar mulch mm -hmm. is nice to keep the plant cool and maybe add some perennials around it too as the plant grows. Okay. Now, hydrangeas okay. will recover from drought. They might set themselves mm -hmm. back a little bit and have a few dead leaves or a few dead branches, but the roots are tough. They'll come back like a hosta if you treat them with some uh, TLC and some moisture this summer. Okay. Because right. you want you um, you want that to recover this summer. You don't want it go into the winter struggling. Right. So Correct. you right. want you want okay. you've got a couple two or three months easy here that you get to get that established and even see secondary growth coming out of it. Now I didn't do anything with the root ball, and I usually take and uh, at the bottom I usually take and open up the roots a little bit. Mm -hmm. So when we put it down, mm -hmm. it you know isn't so compacted. Yep. So should I dig it up and, and do that? And I would. put it back in the ground? I'd okay. take a three-point right. trowel and just Linda either scarcify it with a knife or the trowel and just loosen mm -hmm. it up. And I'm not telling people or you, Linda, to destroy that roots, but just massage right. them to a point where when it goes back down, it muds it in. 
Because that plant's mm-hmm. been in that pot at least half a season, if not a season or two. And so those mm-hmm. roots tend to spin around. And when you pull them out, they're a cylinder of roots, and they it takes months before they sometimes okay. get out into the into the soil. Okay. So right. use your I'll compost, use your nice black dirt. Um, mm-hmm. A third item you might want to think about is beneficial mics. Mics mm-hmm. makes roots grow, right. and it right. really it really works on uh we see the <clears throat> mortality go way down when mycorrhizae is used yeah i put that in on the bottom of the um hole that we there put you it go. in i bought some from your place they said oh definitely use this so i did put that in good i just didn't do anything with the roots i don't know why i didn't why i forgot it's okay um, it's all right so, so you, it's cooler today it's a good project to lift it right. up examine mm-hmm. it set it back down in and uh cover it up with some cedar mulch if you don't have the mulch shredded leaves or something to keep that that base cool no i have the mulch but should i like the top of the pot um that they had i didn't put any dirt over that should i put a little bit of dirt over that wouldn't hurt a bit and you can put dirt over it without covering the trunk right correct you bet bet. no problem okay and then one more i'm sorry no problem Um, i've got um powdery mildew really bad on my roses and on my one coreopsis that I bought. Mm-hmm. And I've been spraying with a triple action. Actually, I, I uh, alternate. I do the triple action for uh, maybe a week or two, and then I have another uh, one that's three-in-one, the yep. same kind, but it's an organic one. Mm-hmm. Should I just get a fungicide, come out and get a fungicide, um, a new fungicide, because I have one, but it's old. I would. To be able to spray that stuff because I'm going to lose this coreopsis, I know. It's just looking terrible. And you could do, again, with coreopsis, remember, being a perennial, you could cut that back, give it a good haircut. If you encourage Mm -hmm. summer wood, the new flush of growth is always stronger against powdery mildew. And so sometimes that coreopsis and roses are very susceptible to powdery mildew. Liquid systemic fungicide, if you've already had the triple action, could be something you could go back and forth on. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I'll come out and get some then. All right. Great. Thank you so much for your help. Yeah. Linda, you got some projects today. I sure do. <laughs> All right. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you very much for the call, Linda. And we'll continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence in just a moment. We'll join up with Marilyn and maybe you as well. 382 4280 one 382 4280 We'll be right back. Check in here. Governors that are going to. Kalamazoo Mornings with Ken Lanfear on 590 and 106.9 FM WKZO. Wouldn't it be nice to have loads of blooms in your landscape without spending loads of time taking care of the plants? The plant experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center have dozens and dozens of Easy Care hydrangea shrubs for summer and autumn color. Their lavender bloomstruck is a great combination of beauty and hardiness. They're disease resistant as well as having above average heat tolerance. Or how about the new fuchsia glow hydrangea with bright fuchsia blooms all summer? Or the little lime and watch its light green blooms turn pink and burgundy in the fall. There's also the Bobo with prolific white blooms, easy to grow even in full sun. Or for a real showstopper, get summer crush hydrangeas with their hot pink blooms or the blue jangles for extra large blue blooms. Not sure what to plant in your outdoor living space? The experts at Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center will help you choose the plants for your yard. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Streets. Shop anytime at waddells.com. 
Looking at sunny conditions today, although there will be some haze in the air due to those wildfires out west, topping out in the upper 70s. Still that chance for a shower storm late tonight, though. Lows nearing 60 right now in Kalamazoo, 62 at WKZO. As we continue with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence with your host, Andy Waddell, your calls are welcome, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Andy, we're going to head right back to the phones, if that's okay with you. Say good morning to Marilyn. You're on WKZO. Marilyn, how are you this morning? Good, Andy. Thank you so much for taking my call. You bet. I have a question about wild violets taking over a section of my yard. (laughs) Um, Is this a good time to spray them, and what would be the best thing to spray them with and maryland those wild violets they look pretty but after a while they can, right, they right. they go on and on yeah so okay for starters get two items and the second item is very very inexpensive but it makes it effective and so there's something called weed free zone oh i have some of that okay okay but, but mix it with spreader sticker Oh, a spider sticker. Okay. Okay, I've got some of that. You too. got it. And so what you've you, what you're picking is cool weather that we've just got moisture, the plants are growing well, but I will say Marilyn, you're going to have to do it twice. Okay? okay? There's a few things like wild violet, veronica, we just suggest 10 days apart, 7 to 10 days apart and hit them hard and then go back a second time. Um, okay. Because you know their understory when you lift those up, they're quite a corm or quite oh, a root yeah. structure to yeah. violet, and so it will take a second application. Myself okay. is maybe in Maryland lean towards the ten day to two week window between, okay. Because then you might see secondary flush of growth come out and can hit them a second time with that. Okay. Okay. What to spray with is I like a pump sprayer. Not yep. a okay. hose end that yeah, would, okay. you got it. Nice, fine mist. Do it tonight or even late this morning because you know the, the plant will absorb. And with spreader sticker, I'd figure it, within two hours it'll dry right onto the plant. And you can see the cupping of the violet leaf. It just wants, right. to, it just right. wants to roll all the weed control right off without that spreader sticker. Um, it sometimes does not have a, the effect that you want. Okay, great, great. Well, I'll get on that tonight then. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marilyn, thank you. Uh, okay, thank you, Andy. All right, thanks for calling Goodbye. in. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Right. Thank you very much for the call, Marilyn. Of course, uh, comments and questions for Andy. We do have the lines open for you, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. We'll be right back. It's full of eye-catching blooms with plants from Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center. Waddell's is where you'll find the largest selection around of annuals, perennials, roses, shrubs, and more. Be sure to take a stroll through the perennial section where you'll find over 500 varieties of perennials to choose from. This week, some gorgeous bloomers are available like daylilies, coreopsis, and echinacea in an array of rich colors. Hardy hibiscus are just getting ready to bloom. You'll love their huge dinner plate sized flowers. Want to add some edible plants to your landscape? Try the dwarf thornless blackberry plant. Need something for a sunny spot that doesn't get a lot of water? Check out the several varieties of succulents. Whether you're adding color, creating a succulent garden, or cultivating homegrown veggies, Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center has everything a gardener's heart desires. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at waddells.com. 
Continuing with this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence, 382-4280-1877-382-4280. Once again, your host, Andy Waddell. Hey, thank you, everybody, and thanks for joining in. And it sounds like everybody has projects that they want to get done. Absolutely. Well, you know, the the hot weather is gone now for a while. (laughs) Get out there while you can. That's right. Tim, can um, can I go back to Linda's? One of Linda's calls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're talking about uh, powder mildew, everybody, on uh, her coreopsis or roses, or there's a number of things, lilac, and just uh, even on vegetables, uh, powdery mildew is very easily controlled right now. We talked about triple action as something being used. You could also use Fertilome Dacanil 2787 fungicide, and that is something you want to control because a lot of times early leaf drop, means there's no September, October um, photosynthesis. Uh-huh. If you have all your lilac drops all its leaves or crabapple or hawthorn, there's a number of things that very, very easy to control, just a little TLC. Number two, Tim, I want to, can I comment about our ad? Sure. I'll tell you, everybody, hearty hibiscus has come into my heart. <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, our perennial department has really got some nice variety. And uh, they're easy to grow. Sometimes you think they're not alive, mm-hmm. but they come back no problem. They always come up late. They're one of the last plants to emerge out of the ground. But they, you know... I, I remember a gentleman that used to bring them in in the dinner plate size flowers, right. and it's just a beautiful plant. Maybe you also have another hibiscus in your heart, and that's Rose of Sharon uh-huh. hibiscus. And they have come almost full turn, Tim, because I'll tell you, Rose of Sharon just used to be this huge, gangly. 10 to 15 foot, 8 to 12 foot plant. And there's the Little Kim series and other varieties that are nice, low, compact, lots of flower, flower right down to the ground. And if you don't know, last week in May or third to fourth week in May, if you cut Rosa Sharon back extreme, Mm -hmm. super hard, they only bloom on single year growth. So you can take an old gangly Rosa Sharon, cut it back hard. Don't do it in the late summer or fall. Okay. You do it in the early spring. You push out all this new growth temp, da-da, tons of flower. Wow. Da-da. So just things to do on your list okay. as far as hardy hibiscus. Um, as I uh, was pulling out this morning, um, <clears throat> I noticed one area where I didn't use crabgrass control and tim it is in the very back of the yard and you can see a line almost where the crabgrass control stopped so do you see bright green grass striking out and looking out in the yard this morning get the crabgrass under control before it goes to seed a lot of times when it goes to seed then the next season you have more of a challenge use fertilone weed out with q to help out looking for lawn disease Brown patch, dollar spot, red thread, um, all are coming on due to the cool, wet weather, hot weather that we've had combination. Lawn fungus control or fertilome liquid systemic fungicide could take care of that. And if you get it taken care of in August, you aren't going to be battling it in September and October. All right. This week, Quincy who's a great friend of mine who works at Waddell's mm-hmm. out in our water garden department and into our uh, quarry, mm-hmm. 
took me out back to show me um, some natural stone that was going to be sold. And Tim, we were surrounded by cicada killers. Oh. They are large, black, brown, wasp-looking bees with yellow stripes on their back. They are good bees and generally harm harmless, but they can be pests because they're building nests in the ground. I look down, and I'm standing possibly on three or four nests with them flying all around my legs. Um, they love to be around decks, sidewalks, and driveways. We have them right in the center at Waddell's. Um, you kind of want to help the cicadas a little bit sometimes, <laughs> Tim, you know. They come and go, but use a 38-plus as a soil drench to take care of them. Um, sometimes they can be a real nuisance. Do you know right now, mid to late August is the best time coming up to do overseeding or to seed new ones? Talk about the uh, to the Waddell's Lawn Doctor on the best way to prepare your lawn for seeding. We talked about getting rid of crabgrass. It's easily just like um, Maryland with their wild violets. Um, Weed-free zone is probably one of the best weed controls that we've had and takes care of um, a lot of that, even Creeping Charlie for sure. Be sure to fertilize the garden. We've had some heavy rains. Heavy rains have washed out earlier feedings on your veggies and would love some Espoma tomato or garden tone to help with their fruiting. If you were hit by storms in the last few days, be sure to clean up debris and check your trees for damage. My cousin Kay had a very large tree fall in their yard and tore uh, right in half. Sometimes you have to debate, is the rest of the tree worthy? If it is oak, make sure that wound, if you can, is sealed up as soon as possible. Earlier, we were talking about tomatoes, and that's probably one of the biggest hits in everybody's garden. But again, people have problems with blossom end rot on tomato. This is often due to lack of calcium we talked about last week in the soil. Spraying the plant with fertile loam yield booster can help stop and prevent this from happening. We also keep an eye on these um, plants as the hot weather we experienced last week has also increased their chance for bacterial or fungal disease. Bring in a sample, like I said, something fresh for our doctors to find out the right product. Due to some of this unusual um, Warm weather, cool weather we're having now, uh, we've been experienced. Tomatoes and peppers are actually slow to maturing. There's really nothing to help with this problem, but warmer weather in August will help me, uh, make a good crop. One of my favorite plants, and it's a huge family. We talk about burning bush, okay. but burning bush is actually euonymus. Oh. And uh, Euonymus, right now, uh, somebody brought in samples the other day, and it was loaded with a very nice white-looking uh, item that was not nice at all. It was scale. Oh. And it was on Euonymus vegetus or Manhattan Euonymus. And Euonymus scale is very preventable. combination of horticultural oil and malathion or systemic insect killer will get it under control. A nice trim will really help it clean up. And it will surely clean it up, but remember to destroy any debris. Since the plant is under stress also, I would suggest maybe a light feeding would be beneficial. There's maybe a few honeydew items that uh, is important to maybe look at this week when you're, uh, when you're planting. So, um, Tim, maybe last of my notes, I know I have... Um, 
just got one or two minutes. Uh, actually, down to actually uh, uh, just about a minute. Here. Okay. <laughs> we have a awesome tree that you might want to stop down and look at. And okay. I know a lot of people know it, but they've taken a combination of bright fall maple mm-hmm. and mixed it with a fast-growing maple. And they've mm-hmm. come out with something called Autumn Blaze. Oh, yes. So we are having a blaze of a sale. <laughs> and it makes a nice tree for people. Very shapely. Incredible cherry fall color. Quick grower. Easy to take that wet ground, heavy clay ground, or even some sandy ground. So maybe stop down and take a look at Autumn Blaze this Absolutely. week. So Thanks for all the callers this week. Um, right we on. all have projects on our minds, for I sure. I think we do. I think we do. And, of course, if you didn't have a chance to uh, give a call in, hang on to that question until mm-hmm. next week or stop by the store. You bet. Anytime, anybody. All right. Thank you very much, Andy. And thank you for tuning in this morning's edition of Over the Garden Fence. Saturday mornings in the 9 o'clock hour, Over the Garden Fence brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center right there at the corner of Millam and 12th Street.